Welcome to September's episode of Fill Your Mind. We have a special guest, Medina Jubile Camaro, and her episode is pretty short because we lost about five to ten minutes of the introductory part of it, but it's all just her explaining what she does, which is all seen on her Instagram, which I have linked to the Instagram of this podcast. So if anyone wants to go check her out. But this is a short explanation as to why the episode starts a bit random, but it's really worth your listening because Medina has so much to share. She's very inspiring for anyone who wants to be a change maker and to do something inspiring with their lives and make a difference to their communities and the world at large. Okay, yeah, I believe that it is true that you, that um, children are the future of tomorrow. Um, so let's talk about other work you do. Let's, um, I kind of stalked your Instagram and seen that you work with UNICEF. So kind of talk about your work there, what you do and how you manage it. Okay, so those an nomination and I was selected to be the UNICEF Youth Advocate. But before that, I went through an interview and thank God I passed. The work that I do with UNICEF is more about protecting children's rights through the environment mm-hmm. yep. and so I engage myself in different activities like facilitation in different environmental programs but also capacity building I also engage myself in their platforms like the internet of good things mm-hmm. or in science called Intendor Mambo Missouri where the youth can learn about a lot of issues but also through the report Tanzania, it's a platform where you can ask questions. Uh, you, you can ask questions about different issues and you can get the answers. Like if you want to know the problems, the solutions, or the role of youth in tackling such problems. Yeah. And a lot more to come, but also out article writings and seeing what other youth in different parts of the world do that we can also do in Tanzania. Yeah, that's beautiful. So uh, what work went into the nomination before? Um, was there anything special that you did that kind of made me shine <laughs> and be picked for this opportunity? I was engaging myself in different programs before being a UNICEF Youth Advocate. I was also part of a program which was called the Yellow Action Climate Change Program. And it's, I think it's one of the programs that really kept me in the spotlight because it's when we met, we, the advocacy champions, we met different leaders, we got to learn a lot of things about climate change through the trainings. But also, um, I was also part of this conference, it's called the Africa Regional Conference, which took place last year mm-hmm. in Tanzania where 33 African countries, people from 33 African countries engaged themselves in that conference that it was the conference for the Girl Dags and Girl Scouts in the whole world in Africa. <laughs> How did you manage to um, know about all these opportunities for to be able to do them? Because there's so many kids who want to do things or want to make a difference, but they just don't know where to find these things. It's more of chasing the opportunities and you'll see most of the people we wait for the opportunities to get to us so you have to knock at the door yeah how's gonna no one's gonna come and pick you i'm usually that kind of a person who used to 
appear almost everywhere. You know, you you really need to specifically know what you want. But in the process of finding yourself, you'll be yourself in many different places just to get the specific thing that you think is best for you. And so engaging myself in those several programs is still and that helped me to know this is what I really want now. Yeah, because I was very passionate to the environment since I was a little girl. Back at home, I used to have this garden where I used to plant a lot of vegetables. <laughs> it reached a time where we even started selling them oh, to people. Wow. <laughs> and it's so cute. Thank you. Okay, um, so now we're going to play a little short game called Dive Into the Instagram. You know, the weird thing is we kind of already played this game and then the recording wasn't working good. So we're going to hopefully you don't pick the same pictures. So um, let's just go through it again. Your Instagram is at Medina Jubilate, which is Medina J-U-B-I-L-A-T-E for anyone who would like to go and check her Instagram. So let me know when to stop. You have like a hundred posts so there's so much to go through. We're going to just pick five. So there we go. Here is a video of you on the 29th of March this year. Let us know what was happening. Okay, so in this video, first, I'm the program manager of the Women in Recycling Foundation. Yeah, this is a foundation. Let's just put that on, on pin. So we're going to talk about Women in Recycling Foundation right after. Women in Recycling Foundation. Okay, we're going to talk about it. So let me just say what was this video about. This video, um, I was talking about the Women in Recycling Economy program which is a program which is prepared by the Women in Cycling Foundation. And the program was to empower women to know the different opportunities in the circular economy. And we had that program at Wuza, where 80 women attended the program. They were women from the local community who engaged themselves in different activities in protecting the environment, including those who clean the streets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this was the program to let them know the other opportunities that are within the cycle economy and how they can engage in them. That's great. Um, let's talk about Women in Recycling Foundation. Yeah. Uh, what is it? How can, if people want to join, can they? And this breaks through the whole project bar. Okay. So Women in Recycling Foundation is a foundation with the aim of empowering women. That's called Women in Foundation. But through recycling and the different programs and women in recycling foundation, including beach cleaners, including capacity building, like the Women in Cycling Economy program. And of course, anyone can join in. for all of the women in the world. They can, and hey, it doesn't choose. They ain't because I'm 18, I'm not a woman yet, but I'm in there. Just making sure that every woman, every girl is empowered in the community. That's nice. That's great. Um, so we're going to scroll again and you can tell me where to stop. Oh. <laughs> okay. Um, we've gone back to June 2022. Um, here you are with a bunch of people and you're all in black shirts. Tell us what was going on. Oh. Okay, so a little throwback. Will you yes, until the throwback indeed? 
we went to charity we prepared a charity and it took place at Mandaliwa Children Affinity Center. We we're just celebrating one of my friend's birthday. It was a birthday and so we decided to have a charity program uh, and the other children celebrate on name. That is so nice. What does the shirt say? Youth be for solution. Yes. That's nice. I think it's great to always celebrate. Like do celebrate yourself. You were giving, like, you know, you, you know, you are privileged enough to be able to give to people. So you need to take the opportunity to give to other people. That's beautiful. Um, let me know where to stop. We'll do three posts for now because I have a bunch of other questions to ask you. That'll, okay. Um, this is an, an animation and it is on the 21st of April this year. Oh, okay. So this is um, an animation. That was provided to me by my by the youth engagement officer mm-hmm. of UNICEF. And it's an animation that shows this is a woman who was talking to a man. Mm-hmm. And I can just say she's trying to show him that we can focus on the brighter side. You know, industry, you can see an industry and it's written closed. Industries are one of the major pollution. Yeah, major drivers of the climate change because they release a lot of greenhouse gas emissions and carbon emissions to the atmosphere. So you can see on the other side, this is a wind energy kind of yeah. And so she's like telling them that there they are energy options. Yeah, we can just focus on sustainable energy where the environment is still clean and we still get the energy that we need. I love when people give out messages through creative ways, like diagrams or like little drawings or animations, because you know, they, they kind of attract the human eye. And when you look at the picture, you're like, oh, what's going on? And then you figure it out and kind of delivers the message. Same way with poetry or songs or books. I like when people take art and, uh, let out an important message. It's really, really great. Um, next thing I'm going to talk about is uh, you mentioned to me in the little brief summary that you submitted that uh, you something to do with Spice Warrior. Could you talk about it? What is it? And Our key Spice Warriors. There's Spice Warriors in Kenya, in, but Spice Warriors was funded by... My sister for another mother, I meet that. She's a Kenyan. Yeah, and she's one of the people who really inspired me in what they do. She's amazing. Mm-hmm. She really puts a lot of efforts in making sure that the environment and climate change crisis is really going to be solved. Yeah, so that we can have a bit of this, you know. And so... Spice Warriors in Tanzania is one of the branches of Spice Warriors. And in Spice Warriors, we collaborate with different organizations, including Call for Environmental Conservation. And Call for Environmental Conservation, together with Spice Warriors, they run a campaign which is called A Tree, A Child Campaign, where we've gone to different schools and we plant trees with the children and students of that school. And then we start an environmental club at the school. 
So it's more of raising awareness to the public and to trees. That's good. That's really nice. Um, some other thing that you mentioned is that you started your own business. <laughs> um, let's talk about that. What's the inside of when did you sit down and you were like, oh, I want to I start a business. And uh, what was the process? How's it going? And how would, what advice would you give Yala Madinas who is starting her business? <laughs> So the business is new uh-huh. and something that I really wanted to do for a very, very long time. But my mom was just like, no, oh, you're too young. Oh, yeah. So it, it's just, um, I sell hijan at my mom's shop. I just thought, let me just buy some hijans and then I start selling mm-hmm. them. Yep. And I'm um, advised that I will win to add this. Why? I'm taking business then. Uh-huh. I don't want to be a business owner. <laughs> so I was like, if I start today and learn how it goes, you know, you just can't collect experience yeah. and knowledge. Yeah? You just can't come out from now and say, I'm a businesswoman and you just don't know how the business world works. Yeah. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. they just started that business and I'm looking for it to expand in it. I'm just going what the demand mm-hmm. that people need and how creative can they be apart yeah. from other people and yeah. i think that's something we need creativity when it comes to business because walking around like streets here every shop is selling the same thing you know yeah. you kind of need to like think outside the box and really hit those problems that people are facing and you know how to, and, and it's beautiful to think the business world is so vast because you can just incorporate everything you can incorporate science you can incorporate anything and just, you know, solve a problem. It's really nice that people can do that. You're a business student. You take business. I took business too. And my story for taking business is, um, you know, back for our education system, back in like form three, you have to pick whether you want to take science or business for my school. So at the time in form two, I was like, I'm going to take science for sure. Like from the beginning, I knew that. And then I bought a chemistry textbook and I flipped through it and I was like, no. And it's some way, it's not my thing. It really wasn't because I, I just... I don't even want to make it seem like I wasn't like, oh, like it was too hard or whatever. No, that wasn't a problem. I just, I didn't see myself sitting there and, you know, learning that. But business, I looked at a commerce textbook and I loved it. It was nice because reading it, I understood what was going on and I, I would love, yeah, I would love to work in that field. Um, have you faced any, I, I don't know if the word is stigma or like people being judgmental because you take business, because the main thing that people say is that when you take business, it's either you're not smart enough for science. That's what people say. So I took science studies from in from three and from nine. I graduated as a science student, <laughs> and everybody was like, "Oh, the doctor, engineer, no, oh kind of professions." <laughs> and it's just they was just like I don't want yeah, I don't want to be a doctor, I don't want to be an engineer. It's not I do love the work that they do. Uh-huh. True. Just don't but me myself. Yeah. Those ten of works you kinda of have to love what you do so you can do it really well. Mm-hmm. And so and I just usually want to have my company seeing them doing this, that and I like buzz. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so I was, I told my mom, I don't want to uh-huh. take science studies anymore. I was supposed to go to A-level and take this game, uh-huh. 
But then I was like, no, I am not going. I will go to college and I'll take business studies. And yeah, yeah, we did it. Right, my you- first year of a business student in my business. No, I yeah, <laughs> like you're a you're you are a business student for sure. <laughs> that is great. So I think just a little advice for people to stand up for what they want. True. Yeah. In the community, everyone will be like, we really want a lot of people, just like how you're saying, they think people who take science are the brightest. Mm-hmm. No, it's, it's not. A lot of people, I feel like sometimes a lot of people who are taking science, they, yeah, you, a lot of students who are at the top in the class are mostly taking Yeah, and I think that's kind of because they feel like they have to. Yes. And not everybody wants to. Uh-huh. Yeah. And at the end of the day, they're like, I wish I took business. So just follow what you think is yeah. right for you. And if you like it, go for it. If you don't, then don't, don't go away. for it. Because when you're doing something, you need to have the, like the heart and, mm-hmm. and you know the willingness to do it. Yeah. The problem is that people are so close-minded that different career paths, they're very skeptical about them. So if you want to say, like, you want to take business or you don't want to take arts, people immediately think, uh, she's not bright in Yeah, or she's not going to succeed in life because of that. But I think we need more business people yeah. in this world. People who can generate their own money, not waiting for jobs. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of people who are graduating each and every year, a lot of graduates. So thousands. Yeah, thousands. And you find most of them at home having no jobs. So I think even if you are going to take science or arts, you need to have the business kind of mind. Yeah. yeah even if you don't get a job, what are you going to do? Even it, like it's a capitalist economy. There, yes, like you need to start something or something. You know, make finish do. Um, talking a little bit about discovering yourself, you mentioned that when we were talking about the whole nomination process for you. Um, let's kind of link discovering yourself to people saying things like you know we're talking about the whole business thing people's comments on it um i remember for me up until like 2020 during covid i really didn't know what i wanted to do with my life which sounds really deep but like i was just 13. it's more it's more of like i didn't have an idea of what i wanted my life to be or what i liked and i think covid made me spend a lot of time with myself and realized that I was interested in empowering other people my age because for the longest time everyone would ask me what do you want to be or what do you want to do and I wouldn't know the answer to that and there were so many kids around me who didn't know the answer to that because they didn't feel empowered to be able to make their own choices they felt like they had to be a doctor or a teacher or a lawyer an engineer and from a young age I always thought that I would be like a, a surgeon a cardiologist or whatever and that's really not going to happen now because it's too late for that. And I don't really want to do that anymore. But for you, what was the process of discovering yourself, discovering your passions and what you want to do? And how was that influenced by the people around you and the comments that they made? Okay, so I, let me say, in my net, right, the network that I had before being this Medina today. <laughs> No, I didn't have friends who, or family members who 
do this kind of thing that I do. And so when I started doing it, a lot of people, a lot of people were like, what you're doing is lame. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. There's a, there's, it was, I think it's because maybe they weren't really open to understanding it because people are so accustomed to what they do. They don't want to open their lives. And, and then the, when the man, let's go, you know, it was during my phone for holiday. So, uh, you know, during that time, a lot of people want to go to different places, try new things, okay. to this, to that. And I'm at this program today and that program tomorrow. Honestly speaking, my mom is the one who understood. <laughs> and having supportive parents is really, yeah. really important. Everybody yeah. was so not getting me. And I'm like, okay, I'm bored. I want to learn new things. And I found them interesting. So I just, I just kept on going and going and going to be here tomorrow then. And so... It's when people started accepting what I do. Yeah, acceptance is important, but then sometimes it's not because I can't stop doing what I want to do just because of the yeah, yeah, yeah. And so people started accepting what I do when they started seeing the table. Like, ah, wow, nah, nah. so it's kind of <laughs> like I don't want your number until you're rich. That's that's the that's the vibe. That's the vibe I was giving up. Huh? And yeah, so at first it was really hard, you know, telling people, this is what I like. And I don't want to lie, I lost a lot of friends during that time. A lot of people isolated me, like, what, what is she doing, you know? Uh -huh. Kind of thing. And so my mom was always there. My dad, I'm telling her mom, she's, she was like, until today, she was like, you're not going anywhere today. <laughs> and I'm like, no, maybe I'm just staying at home. Or, yes, I'm going somewhere. And she's like, okay. She did. She just wants to know my progress. And every day, she's like, my dear, just keep on moving. You'll get somewhere. Yeah, just keep on doing what you like. And that you need to have a proper support system. And losing uh, friends because of what you do, it's okay. It's okay. It's in the okay. <laughs> but I think in the moment, it seems... It was hard. It is a moment it's hard. Yeah. Like, 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 you can't, like, if a person is your friend and they leave you because of you expressing yourself and what you want to do, it's obviously hard, but it's kind of a blessing because yeah. they were not supposed to be there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's going to take time to understand those things, but in life, it's important to understand that people who leave your life when you're being authentically yourself, are not supposed to be in your life. Yeah, they're just there to teach you that. And and I, I know I have a friend who tells me that you should take that L, either a loss or a lesson. Mm -hmm. And I want to take my life as every step of the lesson. Like, I don't want to take any losses. Like, everything you experience is a lesson for you. Yeah. So, yeah, I had so much fun in this interview. Is there something you would like to say to close off the interview? Any advice you have for someone listening? Anything you want to promote, like an event or a social media of yours? I would like to say, believe in yourself. It takes a lot of courage if you want to be a successful person. I'm not saying that I'm already successful, yeah. but it took me a lot of courage to where I am today. I had to stand in front of high-level people in high-level meetings, in crowds, to speak. 
<laughs> no, I get it. I get it. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's really crazy. You're always like, what if I say something that I'm not supposed to say? What if I forget something I'm supposed to say? Yeah, what if I forget? And so you just need to believe in yourself and, you know, push through. Yeah, just do it. Yeah. Nice. I love that. <laughs> and just do it. Yeah, nice. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for participating in this interview. To anyone who's listening, her Instagram is at Marina Jubilee. Uh, go check it out. There's so much stuff that you can find on her Instagram that can inspire you. And yeah, thank you for listening. <laughs>